Good morning, boys and girls. It's <laughs> that woke you up, did it right? <laughs> it's Sunday, the 24th of June, on 2018. It's 8 o'clock. This is the big kickoff. Good morning everybody, welcome to Liffey Sounds here in 96.4, this is the big kickoff, coming to you live every Sunday, Start ending today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, breaking news I suppose, is it? Yeah, t- uh, we are doing our last Sunday show today. Thank God, I'm knackered. On a Thursday night at 9 from ten from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock, we will be live on air. Yeah, so new, slick, quicker, Usain Bolt version. Bolt and hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, it's it's for anyone who does radio shows in the morning uh, for you know the the eight to ten shows or the, the the six to nine shows, and they do that day in day out. Fair play to them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so we're looking forward to it. Um, it won't be mm, drastically different. Potentially a bit more guest-based, providing we're, we're good at what we do. But uh, it'll be a bit shorter and sharper and something that we're looking forward to. Because um, we, we enjoy doing Sunday mornings, but it's just uh, the, 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 the 7 o'clock or half 6 or even 6 o'clock trying to do more work on it. Is, yeah. It was getting to that point where I was like, Jesus, they're going to... Hello and welcome. This is our 77th show. And Jesus, I can't tell. It's going to be an evolving of the show. <laughs> so. so we're looking forward to it very much so. And obviously, hopefully everyone's enjoying the weather again. And apparently it's to get up... As, do you know in Ireland the Irish weather they love comparing it to something apparently we're going to be hotter than the cost of El Sol so any of you suckers who are going off this week <laughs> yeah probably by one degree because I know one or two people who are going away on holidays and they're kind of going it's a bit of a funny feeling because you're not kind of I'm leaving good weather it's kind of like I'm, I'm going over to do the whole laziness by the pool and I'm still looking forward to that but the weather side of thing is kind of just taking a little tiny bit off yeah because you like you enjoy going away from the rain and the drizzle <laughs> you go ah, no and everyone's going to be miserable yeah. but uh, yeah one of the boys was saying to me the other day he says it's a bit of a strange feeling he said boys don't get me wrong I can't wait to sit by the pool and do nothing but yeah, it's a bit of a funny one so we'll see how things go we're going to kick off with Irish as, as always but what have we got before we go today two hours of waffle yeah, that's right. <laughs> but let's put it this way: it's the, the, we can't get away from the World the Cup. The World Cup's on, and it just it gives. So and everything so I was looking at in the last few days, it's like little pockets, little tiny little things, because it's just all World Cup. It's all anyone's talking about. And in fairness, any of the really, really big sporty stuff uh, in Ireland, obviously the championship's busy. But in in the real end, like Wimbledon's a few weeks away, the British Open's a few weeks away. So the World Cup is literally getting centre stage, and yeah, a lot of the big yeah. media outlets. So it's going to be predominant. From nine o'clock onwards, we're going to go into some of the lighter side as well as some of how it's been going and what's going to happen over the next few. And are England going to even get out of group? Ah, they will get out of group. They're going to win it. <laughs> Here's Ryan Sheridan, yeah, and a little bit of the, yeah. Actually, yeah. Let's move on. Uh, this is the Dreamer. Situation I'm in, and I'm sick of the bills that are weighing me down. 
Muscles late, couldn't wait, got the chance in the 64s. My look, it doesn't rain on me, it pours. Take note, I got a one-way ticket to hell. If I was half the man, then I'd try to be. To live my life in harmony, my pockets need to be sold to hold my dreams. I want the key to the city that... Bloody quick songs. <laughs> hello, hello. Did you yeah, hear that noise, did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, we, I don't care. Mm-hmm. They, 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 what can do? Sack us or move us on? <laughs> yes. Uh, exactly. Really quick songs, putting up the headphones. And I was like, oh, it's finished. But uh, listen, we can't do anything else, but I suppose, other than first time in 39 years the Irish have won a series down in uh, Australia. A, a seriously bruising game again. Um, in discipline, probably won it. Oh, uh, I think it was a try each, but. You know, got the rub of the green at the right time, and of course, some of the penalties were right at the right time for uh, for Ireland. Um, and at the end, a bit of drama as well. Jesus, the Aussies just—they had two minutes and they went for it, and they were about five or six yards off the try line, and they were looking like they were going wide. And then the pass went behind the, one of the um, one of the backs, and it went out to touch. Brilliant! But then all of a sudden, it goes to the TMO, and I'm like, "What the f- what?" But a potentially um, intentional knock uh, knock on. Mm. But they looked at it from a few different angles. Thankfully, like he puts his arm out, uh, kind of a natural instinct, Jordan Larmer. But um, it's obvious the <clears throat> the ball doesn't deviate and the whole lot. So thankfully, it didn't. It went out of play and job done. But there's a funny little clip. I listened to it this morning, but we wouldn't be able to hear it on the airwaves. But if you kind of Google it um, with Johnny Sexton, he says, "And I, uh, what does he say exactly?" I know you hate me, but you have to talk to me. Oh, the referee. Yeah, yeah. And he goes up to every. You can kind of hear it when you're watching the game, but. It, it's, you have to really listen to it carefully there's no point in putting it on we'd have to put it on five times for everyone to try and cop, cop onto it mm. but um, obviously maybe they have a bit of previous he's a French ref maybe from the yeah, top 14 yeah. they don't get on it's fairly well known Sexton gets involved with the referees he's always talking now he's always fairly respectful but he's probably a a gentlemanly kind of like Craig Bellamy or yeah. something that's just hey referee yeah, you know what I mean yeah. but uh, listen listen you have to talk to me I know you don't hate me but you have to talk to me it's very interesting Um but a, a great matchup between two teams are probably not far from each other and then of course the leveller of being down in the Southern Hemisphere it was a great matchup and it was a great series and thankfully Ireland came through it well it's another stepping stone isn't it we've all talked about it it solidifies number two in the world again and yeah. all that kind of stuff but no it was a super thing and Johnny Sexton's kicking was fantastic again a couple of different uh, yellow cards that came at the right time Falau he wasn't too happy about it but it was blatant it was a high, t- um, high ball him and Peter Armani went up and the initial one was fine, but on his way down, he kind of put the ham, hand on the shoulder and kind of gave him a little tug, and, yeah. and my man, he landed on his back, and it was dodgy. And it uh, took him out of the game, actually. So uh, uh, that, they only got the one penalty out of that, so they didn't make too much. Um, it was actually 3-3 in the 10 minutes um, of that yellow card. But then uh, it, it came alive for the first 15 minutes in the second half where the two tries came from either side. And then it was the, the typical tense affair, up and down, kind of just do not concede penalties, because Australia's biggest downfall for Jesus the last year or two was in discipline and it wasn't massive but at the end of the day there was enough they had a few too many penalties again but a job well done it was super to watch but it was like do you do you watch rugby and you can't sit still like I, you're um, kind of twitching do you know when they're in the rooks and the mods I'm, I, I'm kind of moving in the couch with them yeah. and there's times where it's like I can't watch this I'm sick of it <laughs> I can't sit still at the end of the game you're knackered are yeah you? you're, you're, you're kind of like, she'd be like hey, what's wrong with you, you de- whenever you're watching rugby you don't stop moving it's like, I'm in the rooks with them I just I don't know it's like when I'm watching UFC and they're wrestling on the ground I'm kind of like moving left and right oh, I can't watch this but uh, yeah and uh, England finally broke their duck in South Africa 
they, they broke their duck and actually winning a game for yeah. quite a they while. Six now. in a row, yeah. right? Yeah. So like we did, we put the the clip of what's his name Eddie, Eddie Jones, Jones last week. And, 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 and he got and he got hammered last week so he must have taken some pride out of yeah. being able to go and talk to the and I have, we actually have a clip of him here uh, but just talking after the game you want to be the best team in the world that's been your stated aim for your whole regime has that has that journey taken a bit of a, a dent over the past few weeks in losing the series oh not at all not at all i think i think it's it's actually put us in a stronger position yeah i think this has been an absolutely important part to renew the side yeah seeing some young guys come through your williams uh curry have all come through slade have played their biggest test matches and have all shown themselves capable of playing in the world cup so i think it's been a great period for us albeit the results being disappointing and just finally eddie you mentioned how you're going to be better for this will we see an england side that given the the challenges of the last few weeks for everyone involved will come out the other side and move towards that world cup with that little bit little bit more than they had before the tour uh, i've got no doubt i've got no doubt at all you know you put together the players that are missing with this group of players and the competition we're going to have. We're going to have a, a very strong team. We've got a great attitude within the team. You know, today I think they showed how much it means playing for the, for the shirt. You know, when you play that well for the shirt, people remember your name, and that's what's going to happen today. They're the they're the first group of players from England to ever win at Newlands, which is one of the greatest rugby grounds in the world. And you're up for it yourself going forward? 100%. 100%. There was a few Stormers fans ask, out there asking me to come back. We might have to wait a while. Well, good to talk to you after win. Thanks, Thank Eddie. You. Cheers. Cheers. It's everything. It's the reasons why you don't, why you respect him and kind of hate him because like he's just he's just so confident in what he does yeah. and he's so cool for school. And in fairness, as he said, it's a good thing. It's they, a good they, thing. I but I I think he might there might be a sigh of relief there when he went back in and went. Oh, thank God for that. I just needed that little bit. See, of he would be liked by the the British media. I don't think it's a shock. And I'd say it it was great for them to finally poke at him the last few weeks. What media would he be liked by? Well, exactly. I don't. I don't. I think he's he's yeah. just that kind of guy that maybe he's very, he's very confident with himself, but a little bit arrogant too about everything. Uh, like, but in fairness to him, he has put teams together that have done really, really well. And yeah. and losing those games will only make the team stronger. So, would you reckon? Like, obviously, they're not as precious in rugby. Mm. I say, and he would fail miserably in football. I'd say in soccer, like he would fail miserably with that attitude. But do you think? his type of attitude I mean, I'd say he doesn't suffer Phil Gladsy i say he's not too softly softly with them it's very much like this is the way to, we're going to win playing this way simple as mm. I'm going to get a 15 I don't care who yeah but, it's, it's but do you think it, uh, they pl- I, I'd say they play to that like they don't kind of go I don't like him let's down tails and get rid of him yeah. I think a lot of them will rise to it the way he does it like, yeah. because they got a swagger when they were really in their pump for that year year and a half they had that real swagger that you'd see an Aussie team yeah, or a New Zealand yeah, team have yeah. is like Jesus I'm, I'm getting afraid of England and there's every chance it can come back you know the way he does things how confident he is and, and, and how I suppose clinical he is yeah. about uh, putting people in taking people yeah. out yeah, probably not a lot different to what the way Joe Schmidt does it with the Irish team Joe Schmidt will play you if he feels that you're the best person mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if you played for three or four weeks but or Joe whatever. Schmidt it's the system the yeah. system works mate you're in or you're out yeah. I don't care who's in it everyone's going to do that whether you're Brian O'Driscoll it doesn't matter I'm going to get another 13 who's going to come in to do the exact same job yeah. someone can do it better than others but it's the system and I suppose with Eddie Jones it's probably something similar but uh, I'd say playing for him is probably a bit of fun especially if you're winning and if he likes you I'd mm. say you feel 10 foot tall yeah. 
I'd say he's that type where you, do you know what, I want to get a slap on the back because he doesn't really give you much praise. I want to be the guy to get the, the little nod. But anyway, the real reason why they won yesterday, the intimidating factor went flat on its face on more than one occasion. You know, New Zealand have the hacker, which gives them a little, probably plus three points edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Africans had their Zulu warriors and there's three of them, three monsters in the tunnel. And they're all in the garb and, well, very little to wear and the spears and the whole lot and then the little necklaces and they come to, Now, it was raining in Newlands for most of the day. And as soon as the first guy hit the grass, he was gone. Went flat in his face, then got up and immediately went into his kind of routine. I was like, geez, fair play. Another guy comes charged now, gone. <laughs> then the next guy goes to run off, gone. And I was like, ah, oh, lads. And out the, the crowd get kind of a bit, instead of getting riled up, they're kind of laughing. laughing South yeah. Africans are a bit embarrassed. The yeah. English are like, <laughs> it was brilliant. And just a quick nod, because I can see the results on the, the New Zealand, France one. Everyone thinks, ah, another whitewash. The officiating for this three games, there's been controversy in every one of them. And yesterday's YouTube, Google it, whatever it is. Basically, the ref takes the French player out. Clean out. Like, he's in his way. Like, not on purpose, but he's in his way. He stops him dead. And as far as I know, you have to stop it and say whatever it is. He lets it go. And they score a try from it. And there is uproar. And the French are going, not again. We're not Because there was sending offs that should have happened. Or there was a sending off against one of the French in the first test. And then one of the French lads got absolutely sandwiched by the two New Zealanders. Nothing. But it was blatantly obvious. He goes to run. The ref's right there. And I think you have to blow it up straight away because he's obstructed the player from doing whatever he wants to do. Let it go. Let it slide. And uh, there was serious controversy again. And of course, New Zealand ran out. Was a forty-nine, fourteen. No, that may not have changed anything. But again, you're, probably you're, not. You're but looking it's, for fairness, aren't you? But when the French kind of thinking, ah, what? We're here again, kind of thing. They, I'm not saying they're down tools, but that got it. That has to piss you off. Yeah. Uh, so New Zealand, good hammering. Scotland, great win against Argentina. Super win, isn't it? Um, when you consider they uh, got beaten was, by the States there last week. Yeah. Serious rollicking, I can imagine. Mm. And Argentina in their own backyard. And, you know, I don't know. I haven't followed too many of Argentina's games against Wales. I think Wales came out victory, victorious in, in a couple of them. But basically, yeah, I think they ran right in the first half, Scotland. I think they got most of their points in the first half, 30-odd, and really went for it. Um, and got the job done, obviously. <laughs> Jesus, I'm wrecking the microphones today. So, uh, yeah, 50-50. Southern Hemisphere, I think Ireland obviously are propping up the table, but England obviously were were defeated. Scotland, not a great tour considering one or two of the results. I think Wales won a couple, and then of course France got whitewashed. So, you know, it's always to and fro. And we'll see with the autumn ones when they come up 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 this way, um, how it goes. So, uh, oh, I need to get me sound boy, but it's gone. Are you going into the golf? Oh, why not? Squirrel. <laughs> I'm not going into it. Just there was yet. a problem with the squirrel. <laughs> Are you not going into it yet? No. Just, oh, do you want to go into something else now? No. All right. But we might as well talk about it. Squirrel. Right, go on. Uh, you know, to fill him up with it. Squirrel. The yeah. dog here. Uh, well, basically, poor El Rory. It's not the reason. He shot a 69 yesterday. So two kind of very plain Jane born one under rounds for the last two rounds. But he's which way, is great for him. Which is great for him. But he's way off because yeah. Casey went bananas and shot a 62 or a 63. So I think he's double figures off the pace, even though he's not playing horrendous but the squirrel ruined everything first tee got the tree wood out squirrel just goes right across the tee box of course everyone laughs and even McElroy laughs it's all funny so he steps off the ball starts his routine again and who shows up again and going hell yeah but goes right up close no way. and the commentator's like oh I think just give him the autograph and get rid of him Rory come on <laughs> so anyway off he goes about his business and then of course he absolutely obliterates a wide right literally within seconds four right and the poor kid just missed him uh, going down the path 
And then as they pan back to McElroy, who was about two feet beside him, the squirrel. No way. <laughs> he just wouldn't go away. So, uh, yeah, you can easily hide behind that. But he shot a one under 69. But, yeah, Casey was the one who ran, ran him up. And I think he's, what, was he far off the lead? Yeah. I think it was a 62 or 63 and 60, 62. Two. So his lowest ever career. So I think he he's at eight under, but I don't know what Paul Casey's on. Yeah, so apparently he's, he's off. The, you want to put off something special. Right. But yeah, the poor old squirrel ruined everything from. Yeah, the British Open is on soon, isn't it? Yeah. It's a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks away. You know, most of the American boys will show. You know, you, to be honest, you'll know a lot of them will play well. Enough of the big boys will come to the fore. But you really want McElroy in the thick of it as well, really, to make it extra special for us. So I don't know. It's it's one of them where um, you're looking forward to, but you want you want McElroy to be involved in one of these because Jesus, it's it's off the tee, which is his strength. If you're he's so straight and accurate, but anytime I seem to watch him, he's fucking wild. Yeah, if you want, if you're if you like a bit of a flutter, you can't really put it in McElroy because you just don't know what's so going to turn up. Is, yeah. There's going to be somebody who will put it on every time because well, when he clicks, I'm laughing. I know, but he'll always be short enough anyway. So do you really want to or not? I don't know. But listen, watch this space. There's obviously going to be a bit of a bit of a link swing anyway because obviously the Irish Open and the Scottish Open beforehand are, I think are both on links courses so you can you can get into the links kind of game you can get into the kind of that kind of form for about two to three weeks so it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah look just get in the game maybe do you know what maybe do a bit of a Stenson you know Stenson kind of goes down to the tree wood pretty much without fail because it keeps him more on the fairway than keeps the, him steadier and yeah. it's probably only about 20 you can still hit a bang at about 30 300 yards yeah. so maybe McElroy needs to do that for a little while or because he hits it that, that bloody long, maybe that's all he needs. Just to keep, Now, ironically, it was a three-wood after the first tee that he made a balls of it. But it's just like, come on, help me out here a bit, boys, you know, because uh, they're so big, he can get away with it. Play a bit more sensible golf. I think Tiger won a British Open, and I don't think he took the driver out of the bag for the whole four days. Yeah, It was one of them where he's like, do you know what, I'm not going to bogey. Well, listen, if you're, if you're going... Listen, Tiger is known for, for yeah. going wide left and right, yeah. you know, so... If and this he, is in his pump and he knew and if the lads are such big hitters that they don't really have too much to worry about and there's about. so much trouble left and right just stay on the ferry I'll That's take it. 50 yards off but I'll stay on the ferry yeah. but because it was actually just to go back on that before we go to the ads the US Open it was a bit messy wasn't it last week I yeah. know we talked about the Saturday night yeah. they made it almost not easy they made it playable on the Sunday but it was still weird you know Tommy Fleetwood was in the clubhouse for like the guts of two hours yeah. and up until about half an hour to go he was looking good yeah and uh, that's how weird it was and how weird the course One was. One over par to win it. Again, they made it slightly easier yeah. on, the, on the last day, but I think the, the, the damage had been done already. So. Yeah, so that was a bit... Yeah, so it kind of... Brooks Kupka, one of the big guys won it again, fair enough, and a few of the big guys were up there, but the drama wasn't quite there because... And you don't want to see a birdie fest. You still want to see them being tested. And yeah. the US Open's renowned for it, but it was just almost who can just shoot level yeah. like instead of like Tommy Fleetwood would have, would have deserved it for doing something ridiculously special and he just missed out on getting the best ever score at the US mm. Open a 62 I think he shot a 63 but um, yeah it was whoever just had the bottle to shoot a level par instead of kind of going two or three under and racking up them one or two special birdies it was very much who can keep it on the fairway and not get into that stupid it's rubbish it's kind of like, in football terms it's kind of like the, the nil all draw or a one nil win you know yeah, that sort of way yeah. it's not really acting that, that, that special so uh, yeah a bit disappointing you so yeah so anyway we're going to go to a break and then we'll be back after this
Yeah, but it's Queens of the Stone Age here in Liffey Sounds 96.4. This is the big kickoff. It is 8.27. Lewis Hamilton, he's our favourite, isn't he? Love Lewis. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Do you know what? That's probably the greatest response ever. Yeah, love it. Uh, actually, no. I couldn't no. even think of that in defining. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, he's on pole. That's all I have to say about the actual real Formula One news. Apparently, he's on pole. So it was my excuse to bring it in. Okay. Here's, a bit, here's a bit of loose women angle towards <laughs> it. <laughs> he's been seen at the bat with uh, Christina Aguilera lately. Out or out, out, up. Oh yeah, is he out uh, uh, with Christina or just out? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, he's been seen out and about with her, and she has a new song called "Pipe" featuring XN. It's probably pronounced Xanda, XNDA, and the rumours are rife. It's our very own Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton. So we're going to press play. I don't know exactly when it comes in, so we'll keep the mics on because we're going to have to talk. I think he's on one of the verses, but it's a ringer for him. And the fact that they've been out and about lately, everyone's going mad. That is this him? And of course, they're keeping it Sturm. And it's probably great advertising for him, whether it is or not. They're probably keeping Sturm on it to kind of drum up the the habit. But he wants to get into the music game. He Does sees he? himself as a bit of a rapper and a bit of a... Right. Uh, like, he, he wears all the bling, but he, he, he tries to get into that persona from time to time. And as far as I know, that's the kind of side he wants to get into when he's finished. But uh, we're just going to play... Have a quick listen. Oh, that's me, by the way. <laughs> it's me, Lewis Hamilton, baby. Oh, yeah. I've got a position for you, and there's a pole involved. <laughs> this is the midnight hour. Sorry, Christina, we're disturbing you here. Just fast forward a little bit there. He comes in somewhere. Oh, that's me, by the way. <laughs> Still me. Go on, keep going. Bit risque, isn't it? This one. We're struggling. We need to find this quick. Every single time that you drop it, trust me, I know what to do. Lewis Hamilton, you absolute dirtbag. What do you think? This one bad. <laughs> like for a crap music, it's not bad. <laughs> oh no, like you know, it's a, it's a it's a decent proper pop tune without a doubt. Yeah. but it's it's a ringer for him if it's not him. Yeah, I think I think it's him. He doesn't stand out. Like if it is him. Like last week when we played the Sergio Ramos one with the pop star, it was fairly obvious who was Sergio Ramos yeah, and was the pop star. Yeah, but this yeah. guy, the fact that's if I didn't say it was Lewis Hamilton, you just think, yeah, it's just a Christina. But it's not, as if he, it's not as if he's singing though. Like rapping isn't singing. <laughs> rapping is just chatting away. With, do you ever hear Jay Z trying to sing? Remember the? Yeah. Do you remember him doing? Yeah, it's your boy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for all the hip hop fans out there that I'm offending. It's my job every week to do an accent or some kind of impersonation where I'm offending somebody. Hey, yeah, yeah, it's your boy. <laughs> oh, what? Does he Beyonce and the Carters? No. That's they have an album out together. Beyonce, yeah. Beyonce and Jay Z, and they're called the Carters. Ugh. Yeah. Another two, another pair that are way above their station as well. Are only giving out about the footballers off air there. But uh, listen, it's a fair stab. It's a Christina Aguilera's. It's on her new album, Liberation. Check it out. Is it him? Is it not him? But I tell you one thing: it's the greatest personator ever. If it isn't, take a listen when you're when the the, the 45th lap of the Grand Prix. Well, when you, when happening. when you're on your own with your loved one of an evening, press play and see where it goes. 
Anyway, Spark News. Yeah. yeah. Don't know where to go from there, do you? Yeah, it's maybe, it's I'm the not midnight. Too, it's I, the I'm, midnight I'm hour. not too sure. Listen, the League of Ireland <laughs> and the LSL, Leicester Senior yes. League in Ireland here. So it's the league probably just under the League of Ireland, the amateur leagues. Yeah. There seems to be a little to and fro. I think Keith Fahey has gone to... He's come down to Leicester Senior League. Sheriff or Ballymun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they also have Newbridge Town have gone for experience and brought in former League of Ireland manager to coach their team in the top division who is? of the LSL. The Kildare side confirmed Mick, Mick Cook who yeah. uh, will replace Paul Pert. Um, Mick, he's Drogheda, St. Pat's, you know, uh, the likes of Pete Matten have, has been in obviously like, League of Ireland. I suppose Ireland what you have to look at is there's 22 League of Ireland clubs. Yeah. So there's only 22 gigs, 22 jobs. There's probably 100 managers who have all been around in the last 10, 15 years. You know, for some of these guys, it wouldn't be their full-time job. And there is a bit of money in, in, in intermediate football. So it's a way of keeping a bit of, can we say, on the side, a bit of money on the side, keeping them ticking over. Well, Mr. Taxman, don't be listening. Turn, turn your radio I th- off. I think this is it because I, I, I don't actually agree with it. I don't, I don't see why clubs of the amateur status yeah. which aren't going anywhere need to pay people mm-hmm. to manage their team it, like it's a funny one because you're kind of going if someone's managing the club and yeah. they have a big thing over the club and they're running swiftly and well but usually there's a revenue stream or something so it's like if we are successful in the Lens Senior it'll bring in money but it doesn't I've so seen it's a bit funny that clubs do throw money at bringing in players or bringing in managers because there's no kind of like at least in the non-league in England they can get into the f- the football league and start really making some money and getting it back yeah, yeah. while in the Leinster Senior and there's always been a few quid around We there's no point in me- messing about here so it's kind of like what's why what, how are you getting it back and I don't, there that's is no the, way that's the big back. thing that's the funny one Mount Merdian over over the last that's 20 right, yeah. years they went for it they had a millionaire builder or whatever his name was and he was pumping money into Mount Merdian he got them from <laughs> The mid did he want to go into league where do you think or? I don't know if he did or not but he didn't succeed Tax and, he, and he spent a lot of money getting them <laughs> up four or five divisions to they, they shot up because they were in our league in the juniors they and were. then two couple and of years later bang top of the t- top of the I think they nearly won it the yeah t- and they were top, top in the top division <clears throat> and where does it bring them it doesn't get them anywhere yeah, so I don't yeah. I don't see the benefit of it and like you don't make a hell of a lot of money on your FAI cup runs either no. because sure, Jesus winning the League of Ireland is only 100 grand Yeah, you know what I mean so it's, it's a funny one it's a strange now it's great for people like you or I when we're still in our mid-twenties and still in there getting some good honest coaching and stuff like that and it is great and it's a it, it, it's it's a, it's of great benefit but is it really of great benefit for the Irish game no because we're not going to be breaking into anything it's just as you said it is one of them funny ones where what is the benefit of Spending Paying them potentially because what money. you have is you have people within your club who you won't have to pay that mm. silly money yeah. to. No, I know. So I don't get the it's benefit funny of it, and it, a lot of it can be short time because these lads can be up and gone, and they may even just jump in there for you keep know the money taking over. Keep the money taking over till the League of Ireland job comes along yeah. or whatever. So yeah, I don't see the benefits of it. Speaking of money, WWE superstars. Oh yeah, dig it. Um, how much would you reckon a top WWE star is earning? Ooh. In a year. Just a, a simple figure. A top one? Like, yeah. See, there's no top one. See, Brock Lesnar is top of the tree. So have a guess at what he's on. A Brock Lesnar, I don't know. I'm going to guess that they're getting something like... It's probably something normal big. A uh, quarter of a million. Now. A year? A week. Oh, a week. All right. He. Uh, ah, no, I'd say. I would say a quarter of a million a month. So, I'm getting to see if you can do maths. 
You're way off. Yeah, 12 million. Is it 12 million? 12 million a year. So that's a that's million a, a month. Because he, he basically I, gets a half a million dollars for every main event he does. And then there's... Do his, you know why? I, I was battling away with mm. that talk because that question I didn't expect. You went to, yeah. But, but <laughs> I was battling away with my thoughts there. I was going, right, I get to see how they can get big money. But then again, I was thinking, hold on, there's a lot of wrestlers. So, you know, you're going to have to break oh, that no, down. It falls off they, very quickly. Oh, does it? Like, uh, Lesnar's on 12. The next guy is John Cena. He was on $8.5 million. Uh, and then Roman Reigns is on $5 million. And then it starts going three, four, like two and a half. It just comes right down. Like, remember the big show? Mm. Big monster. He's only on 850000 a year. Don't get me wrong. Happy days. Yeah. But the two Irish boys that are still there going strong. Remember that good old Seamus, pasty yeah. white Seamus with the ginger hair? Who would have knew he was Irish? Uh, he's on a million dollars a year. That's not bad. And then Finn Balor or Finn Balor. It's basically Finn Balor because they have the fathers on it, but they mm. say Finn Balor. He's on a million dollars as well. Now, he was a huge superstar in Japanese wrestling. You right. know what I was talking about. But, uh, yeah. so it's, quite a year. So, nice, easy money. Traveling the world. Probably don't get to spend it anyway. Yeah, in fairness, they say it's easy money, but they work hard as well to keep their shape and keep but, Well, in fairness, if you watch any of them documentaries, they put their bodies on the yeah, line. They, they get do, yeah. battered. Or the wrestler, the film. Love that film. Ah, super show. But that's, that's what you're doing. You're putting your body on the line and... Listen, good luck. But I was just a bit surprised. I thought one or two of them would be on a bit more because it's a bit like the UFC and I think that's why they partner up a lot. They're a monster of a company that makes so much money. But as you can see... But there's only so much that you can give it. Like they must have uh, maybe 100 wrestlers on their yeah. on Oh, their look, I get that. But now you can see why the likes of The Rock and all these boys try and get into the movies because they can get like 10, 15 million dollars yeah. in the one movie. One and movie yeah. He was probably getting between 10 and 15 million a year putting his body on the line. They're not doing bad though either. Ah, Jesus. No. And as I said, you're on you're on the road constantly and it's a bit like that. Like, even if you're on a half a million, you don't get a chance to spend it. Like, you're getting free food and free thing, travel all around the world. You probably don't get much time off to actually start spending that money. So when you're finished, it could be a nice little nest egg and good luck to them. But it was just a little bit less than I would have expected. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay, well, listen, well, I think what we're going to do is we're going to play a, a bit of Queen Stone Cold Crazy. Then we go ooh. to an ad and then we'll be back after that. We're going straight to the World Cup and listen, the punditry, fair enough. So there's good, there's bad, there's indifferent, but we'll always have Brian Kerr. Brian Kerr is a giver. And he gives us everything here. When he's, let's just say he's describing the, the enigma that is Jordan Shakiri. Just about Shakiri, Ian, would you mind if I said, is there any other player in the Premier League? Hasn't he the funniest shape of yes. any player in the Premier League? He's like a bloke that you might see standing outside the pub on a Sunday morning with his bag and his boot in his, his bag with his boots in it saying, I know where we're playing today. And a little a white fan comes along and picks him up. He's a little chunky fella, about five foot three. He, he's wired at the hips. That's probably been generous to him, saying he's wired at the hips. And the jersey looks like it's better into him too but I mean he's a good player but just looks so different from what players look like in the Premier League and he's got enormous legs in terms of the strength in his legs you can't see the legs because the shorts are shorts down are to the socks the yep. socks are pulled up to the knees and the shorts so you can just see the, the shape underneath the uh, underneath the garb I suppose you might call it but you can't see his knees do you know what his nickname would be in Dublin Shakiri. now go on 
Bartler. Yeah? That's what his nickname would be. <laughs> Is it not obvious? No. I suppose so. <laughs> because he has that, that shape, you know. Yep. That, that's what he'd be called. But he, and if someone said, how did your man do on the match? The answer would be, who do you mean, Bartler? Shakiri <laughs> 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 be too fancy. But he's a, oh, still a threat. He has that bit of pace and burst. And we've seen him score the fantastic goals this year. And he's been the one who has been the most effective for Stoke this season in terms of contrib- contribution in the attacking half the pitch he scored four he's made five goals as well and he looks the most dangerous of that three maybe in closer to Juff he's having to do too much defending and not doing it very well the legend that is Brian Kerr now obviously <laughs> it was a little sneaky one because obviously Shakiri's grabbing the headlines obviously gra- uh, grabbing the winner the other day and with his little controversial uh, I think it's like an eagle celebration for the Kosovo state who Serbia don't recognise and these guys are of Kosovan descent from back in the day and that's, that's right. where him and Xhaka are in a bit of trouble but that was obviously a Premier League game but listen Brian Kerr is the guy that keeps on giving and it's the good old fashioned double backs and everything just makes it even funnier but a lot of what he's saying is brilliant and I love it but uh, yeah the punditry so far some of it's been very good but Brian Kerr is a legend you have a few of his great quotes there. Well, there's, yeah, there's, he, especially he, from this World Cup he, he makes a reference on the vanishing bomb he said he'd be a great man to decorate your Christmas tree wouldn't he but you have to say it in his way he'd be a great man to, do. to decorate your Christmas tree wouldn't he <laughs> go on do the next one he's very flash there with the aftershave <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he doesn't take the, the doorbell of himself no, no I love him. He, he keeps it but he, in fairness he, he, he shoots off the hip he says what he, he has to say well, so. the following quote while a few years old uh, he refers to former Norwich and Tottenham defender Gary Doherty who could also play as another uh, an orthodox attacker but by reading the quote I think it must have been during his Ireland days like I've already uh, eight very good defenders in my squad but nine if you include Gary Doherty <laughs> what's that say about Gary Doherty <laughs> oh what's that Carpenters one that could be good oh, geez, good we have four Carpenters at least six full time students this is obviously about Fair Fair Ireland. Ireland. One of them had to fly to Copenhagen and back for an exam this week. Two policemen and accountant. One fella works in a sports shop. Two teachers. Andreas works in a bowling alley and he's doing a bit of carpentry as well. <laughs> Seaman is full time in Iceland. Sonny works in a fish factory. I think Frody's a builder. Jakob is a teacher but he's on the town council as well. He's like a TD. That's kind of the run of it. The pool is quite limited. There's no one at Milan we've missed out on. The granny rail isn't much help either. The fairways haven't been much I haven't been huge on immigration. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? I love you, uh, uh, Brian Kerr. And what's the last one here about Marilyn Fellaini? Because obviously uh, he's in the World Cup. We can get away with it. Oh, Marilyn Fellaini. Yeah, hold on, have it there. The ref was probably picking on Fellaini because of his hair. I remember playing football with a guy with a skinhead. And the ref was always picking on him because his hair was easy to spot. His hair was easy to spot. Kerr. Bushy head in them. <laughs> <laughs> Or while commentating on Croatia versus Mexico game, he came out with his one liner. No wonder the Mexican coach is doing his no. Then we leave it there. But Good luck to you, mate. Listen, Brian Carr. I he, love him. He, he, he does put. His, <laughs> He's after getting a right bang in the snap. <laughs> <laughs> he does, yeah. He gives you that smile uh, during, especially games that are, are dour and. Yeah. Not the, not He's a great man, and he is one of them where. He, he was never always going to get a fair run, I think. And uh, I'm not saying we would have been any different or anything like that, but he deserved his crack, but he probably deserved another campaign, I think, if we go back a bit. Now, listen, England. Yes, sir. England, oh, yes, one England o'clock. are playing today at one o'clock. They're playing Panama. It's yeah. a game that they certainly should win and a game they probably need to win. But yeah, how... How did you see them in the first game? What did you, what um, did you make of them? What, what was See, it's a bit thoughts? of a funny World Cup for me uh, in relation to England because you're always kind of like, 
you like them being in it because it keeps it interesting for you and it's players who you really know inside out and you do like listening to them to the punditry about them and what do which ones are realistic about England and which ones are trying to put them up in the top bracket and you're mm. giving out at the telly but in this World Cup I'm kind of not necessarily up for the team but I'm up for Southgate I've liked what he's done I, I like the way he's been a bit bold at one or two of the decisions of who he put in and who he didn't put in and he seems a bit ballsy and he's kind of like because you have to make you can't just fit in the best 11 players you have to put in the 11 players that fit the, the system and it, that, that's what it looks like he's trying to do and the first half in general, most, like first half an hour, was, I thought they were really good. But most of the half, they were decent. And I thought, Jesus, like fair play to them. They're full of pace, full of energy. So far, so good. And then the second half, Tunisia went back even further to really hold on to that draw. And look, it doesn't matter. They got the goal. So I wouldn't be overly looking back at it. And it's easy to go, ah, oh, England are rubbish because they, uh, they, only, they only fell over the line against Tunisia. And of course, Belgium battered them yesterday. But Tunisia had to go for it. They had to do something yeah. because... They want to give it a bit of national pride and all that. And Belgium are on a different level to England anyway. So 5-2 isn't a big reflection on that because you can't judge, I wouldn't be You only. can't judge teams exactly. on scores that other teams have. 100%. Like so, so far, so good. But it got a little bit testy during the week. He's been very much on the charm offensive with the media. And I think they all went out bowling together. And then there was the famous picture of the assistant Steve Holland. Steve Holland? Yeah, and it was the kind of a, 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 a graphic of a pitch and of course the players were dotted out on the pitch as if it was a starting 11 and of course there's a few changes I think Sterling's dropped no. I think Loftus-Cheek is no. in am I right in sight who's telling me no Who who's disagreeing <laughs> with me who is that <laughs> well, this who was is, it this is, how dare they this who is, is it Martin Lipton well from, screw you Martin Lipton you're the height of rudeness <laughs> he's, I'll, uh, let, I'll let you speak from then. the sun and we'll see what Martin Lipton thinks about it whether yeah, Whether it was morally right or morally wrong. I'm going to interrupt with once. Is that okay? No. It is not our job to be to be cheerleaders first up. Also, last week, before the game against um, Tunisia, on the Friday, every newspaper published the team. We'd have published the team, irrespective of seeing the, pro, the, the notes on um, Steve Holland's piece of paper, because it's the job of journalists to get the England team. If you don't get the England team, you get sacked. It's your job. I don't see where this... We do it before every England game. Certain England managers in the past have deliberately leaked the team to their favoured journalists three days out so that their favoured journalists could pull it in the paper. I know it's happened. It's just part of covering England. OK, this was a minor thing. I don't think anybody really cares what the team is going to be against uh, Panama, really. But if you were to help the England team a little bit and they were to go no, on to the World Cup, but if you were... We're not there to help the England but, team. But it is our job to give information to our readers. Every newspaper does it. Every broadcaster does it. The BBC do it. Talk Sport do it. Sky do it. Everybody does it because everybody wants to know the team. Now. Now. What, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, listen, I think potentially this is where Southgate, it's the only little mistake he made. I think they should have just ignored it. Should have just batted off some of the... It's a, it's a team on a team sheet. So what? There's, there's probably three or four sheets with the same thing. We've all different options. Mm. I said, it's a, if you look at it, uh, and just brushed it off but they kind of had a little pipe back and all of a sudden people because they've been playing so well the kind of PR game yeah. but there's been no kind of the news is all very boring it only got a little bit interesting this is how unexciting it's been getting for the journalists that 
an ambulance arrived at the hotel on Wednesday because it was actually Selke. Selke yeah, fell when he went to right. run dislocated shoulder. That was the height of, geez, a bit of juicy news today because everything's been very harmonious. So this isn't that big of a thing because... It isn't that big of a thing, and he can easily go. Shit, it's an it's an eleven. So what is our starting eleven? I can't guarantee you that. Yeah. There's a, ten different pages of different elevens there. Michael O'Neill was talking on RT yeah. Sport, uh, and his thoughts were: I think it's extremely poor by the mean media. To be honest, this is an extremely this is an element of trust they are given access. I'm not sure it tells you that much, but it clearly says <sighs> they do the warm up for ten minutes. Uh, then it looks like some attacking pattern player or whatever. He said Southgate in particular has gone a, quite a distance to build a relationship with the media. Things like this uh, tear it apart. He is oh, there to take pictures. So, there now. Listen, I, I personally... Don't bring media into your training sessions with long lens cameras and video cameras if you're going to have team sheets on your feckin' hand. Do you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. Move on. Because if you're, as they said, you're immediate, there's no way you're going to sit on that. Yeah, well, uh, again... You know, don't bring him in then if that's the case. Richard Sadlier turned around and says, I thought it was naive from Southgate. Yeah. I don't know what he expects the role of the media to be. I personally, this is my personal opinion, mm, mm. I think that the... I don't think there should be any closeness with the media. I, I actually wouldn't even let any of the media into training sessions. I wouldn't have any good... Because they do nothing but try to bring the team down. Do I think that uh, it's wrong for them to publish it? No. It's obviously not wrong for them to do it because that's their job. But uh, it, papers like the Martin Lipton's paper, The Sun, they just want to... They are happy with destroying things. They love to destroy things. That's mm-hmm. their job. They'll say it's to tell the truth. Uh, they obviously haven't always told the truth. We've seen that uh, mm-hmm. uh, down the years. But they want to get something out there. They could easily go down the route of, we have a starting eleven that we think is going to play. They have that inside information. They put the team out. It's more than likely going to be this team and they will be 100% right and they don't have to turn around and throw them pictures out. Mm-hmm. So they're doing it just to get one over the English team but in fairness that's just the son everyone had it and everyone used it because that's what they do that's because they sold it who did whoever got the pictures went and sold it what I'm saying is no but that's what I'm saying the the media media are the training session the media are there this is England's biggest downfall every single media outlet whether it's the son or the reputable ones who all make up stories they'd have all done it at the end of the day it shouldn't be still talked about even today because it, personally where it's failed in my opinion is how they dealt with the aftermath and they've got snipey and they've got a bit and they gave few, journalists want to get something to talk about and this is something to talk about now that's why we're doing it mm. and if they had a swatted away we mightn't have talked about it as much at all today because we wouldn't have been bothered it's a 50-50 in my opinion because if this is the game we're in as he said they leak out things. They they do favours for their certain... Yeah, but they, it's they, they, par for the course. The, the, the part of the conversation well, it's is... it's starting 11, so it, what? Is that... It's a starting 11. It's not potentially the one. And if it is, so what? What is the purpose of that for a journalist? Why why does he well, feel that as he, a fan, they, they need to You'd have... like to know your starting 11. You'd love to. And if you get it a couple of days early, that's nice and juicy. You can start the, dissecting... It, it's, it's what the customer wants. So when they're sitting in the booze or, or in the factory on Friday, geez, we have the team already. Loftus-Cheek is in. Great. And there's a debate. That's what's there. It's not to stick it to England. In this instance, I don't think it is to stick it to England or anything like that. It's because we as a fan, if I was an England fan, I'd like to know. 
Yeah, that's and fine. then we can talk about. It. And that's that's, right. that's, that's the real reason why this is out. It's not to screw England over. Like this is well, a real. It, but it, it, in in that same line, they are still potentially doing that because what they're doing is the team may not be out there for any of them players may not have seen that would we have the same debate if it was Irish media or American media or Brazil media because we all know the English media they're a different type that like to have a poke that's what I'm saying the but Irish media the Irish media would there's no way on earth any good media person would not do a story on the team without a shadow of a doubt in oh, yeah, any do a country. story on the team but I don't, I don't no you print the team let, of course put, you would let's put it this way would you put, would you put that picture out 100% I wouldn't because I, I think do my that job goes if I do. So it's a scoop. What I would do is then, if I was the the, the England manager, I think they have, uh, I think they've crossed the line. I don't think they should do that because what they're saying is we'll print anything we can to help or to to sell our newspapers. So that means I can't trust you to come into my training ground because you're liable to do anything. And I think they that they they show that they can't be trusted. They could easily put the team up this. We believe that this is going to be the team. The That's previ- it. The previous and not game, put the pictures out The previous there. game, oh, I've told the team. I've told the lads the team two or three days early. Most of them, as he said, knew it. They knew the team two days. Uh, the, the, two, the media knew it as well. And I think it was quite common who the team was. And they, everyone got a bang on. There was no big deal. But I think it's good. Is it because it's four days early or five? What difference does it make? The Brazilian manager came out and said it's starting 11 about four months ago. But then you, you could you now could, I know he released it. There's a that. big difference. But why, why doesn't Martin O'Neill then the week before the game name his team? Because you don't want that's them. The personality to, he you is. You don't want them. No, but no managers do that. Yeah. Because they don't want other teams preparing for that team. Mm. You know. So that's why the day before that's fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, the day before they don't, you can't work on too many things the day before a, a, a sessions or a game. Yeah. So I, I personally think that it's boring. they do. I, I I think that they do more damage. To themselves and the the, I suppose their connection with the English team because now they can't be trusted. That's what I think. I think they do at the more. End of damage. the day, England failed to win today. It's no one else's fault other than England. Oh no, that's and not that start. Oh yeah, that's hundred percent. This is Panama. But it's still stuff it's still about trust. You still have to have some sort of trust. I wouldn't let those journalists in my camp now. Well, then you can't. They have to do a media ban on everyone because everyone oh, with yeah, their salt a, would have done that. But I'd have done it. But that's what I would do. Yeah. I a hundred percent would because. You can't tell me that they wouldn't report anything. Just it's a relationship and you have to do your job and uh, so did the English team. And in fairness, in my opinion, they should have swatted us away quite easy. And in, in fairness, they got snipey. The first time there's a bit of it, it niggled, he niggles back. He shouldn't have done it. I'd have just laughed it off and ignored it. Talked about how, uh, well, I tell you about my shoulder and they'd have probably gone, oh, okay. Yeah. And forgot it because they're simple people. Yeah. That's, that's the truth. It was, it was poorly swatted away, I thought. And we're still talking about it. And of course, Neville chirps in. He's media now and he's chirping in, giving out. It happened to him a few years ago. Big deal. You know, that was the reason why he did it. Mm. But um, yeah, it's a funny one. But it's, 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 but it just shows you that along the lines of the media, the media aren't supporting the team. They're not supporting the... the, the, the they're, they, it's a very business-like. Uh, the, it shows the, what they the are. The starting 11's got shows to do with supporting are. the team. Not a danger. It's because if you're in the media game full-time and you get a bit of a juicy scoop, there's, you're, there's no way you're going to sit in it unless there's probably legal or threats to your life. And that's a starting 11. It, it's, it's a starting 11. Whether it's D1 or not, it doesn't matter. It's a starting 11. So what? It's like the mattresses, the whole Belgium squad, and I mentioned you. So what? Uh, the 23 players. It, like, of course you're going to do it. I'm about to get a picture today of the beds going over to Russia, yeah. and it has everyone's name in it. Yeah. You're going to pull it up. Yeah. There's no way. Um, but either way, England will do the job today, and it'll be, as they, what, they, what do they call it? It'll be chip, chip shop. 
wrapping tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's No, that? generally they put their bag of chips in the newspaper wrapping. Oh, It'll yeah, be chip yeah, shop yeah, uh, yeah. wrappers tomorrow because, uh, yeah, I think it, I personally think it's a bigger story, as I said already, because they are literally desperate for them because England are playing such a nice, cool, calm game that they're yeah. desperate for a bit of juice. And hence, this is why I think it's been kind of spat up every day because it's like we've nothing else. I know. Because they're playing so nice and smooth. In fairness, the media over there probably are looking forward to a Panama win so they have a yeah. full week of rubbish to write. Aye. Anyway, we're going to a break. If you say on 96.4, we have the brilliant and beautiful Slavon Bilic with his usual uh, just effortless uh, opinion on uh, VAR decision. I think it's between Brazil and Switzerland. This is our World Cup little bit here on the big kickoff. But Slavon, take it away, son. Clear and obvious yeah. for me. Right, so foul, foul, Slavon. One of them, it's one of them that uh, even we are can't help. It's one of them. If I was Brazil manager, I would ask for a foul with a reason. Yeah. If I was manager, I was saying no foul. So it's one of them. You're sounding very what neutral the there, Slavin. <laughs> to be fair, I don't care. I'm <laughs> 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 not getting angry. Why, no, why should I? I would rather talk about Coutinho's goal. Yeah. No, no, I accept that. But listen, there's just an interesting point of protocol. Quick <laughs> game with you and then Mark Patmore. Foul? I think it's a foul, yeah. You think so? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, uh, instead of trying to, because you can tell when they waffle. Yeah, it's one of them where it's like I can't come up with an opinion quick yeah. enough, and he goes, "Do you know what? I don't care." It's it, it was beautiful. Yeah, because I think they've already answered the question probably two or three times. Yeah. Why do you need my yeah. opinion? Why do you need my opinion? No, I don't care. And really. in fairness to him, he used it as the manager's perspective. Whether it's a foul or not, if I was the Brazil manager, oh yeah, it's a bloody foul. Yeah. And if I was the Switzerland, absolutely not. So I think that's where he went. Who cares what we think? No. So speaking of which, VAR. Okay. So it's so far. Shearer really does not like VAR. Does he not? Ah, oh, he does not like it at all. What has he said? He, he said, like, he's even said it back in, I, I had a go at him a couple of months ago about the VAR. That's right, uh, yeah, the I remember FA that, Cup, I remember that. Then he was talking about contact, and he was kind of contradicting himself the week after about it. It's like, well, that's the whole reason why it's bloody there. But yeah, he doesn't like it, he thinks it's wrong for the game and this, that and the other. Um, the VAR side of things, I think, is progressive, and it's getting... It, it's a little bit slicker in this than it was in the FA Cup. Yeah, it's progressed hugely. Without a doubt. Still a bit of work to do. It's quicker. It's, it's, yeah. it's definitely more efficient. Yeah. The only problem with it, uh, and we just had a little talk off air there about it, is when they're using it. And sometimes they're yeah. using it and sometimes they're not. And that's just starting to creep in. And for example, the kind of messing in the box. Like Correct. Harry Kane should have. I don't care what anyone says. It was a pen. It was blatant. Then there was... Was it Serbia? There was one of them where two lads literally sandwiched yes. the fella. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, right. So, do you know the way they usually have a directive I think before they gave, the tournament? They did not give one at the start of the tournament. And po- I think, possibly I think it was the first or second game. I think they gave one. Yeah. And I think they've looked at this and went, if Listen, we keep every doing five this, we'll be stopping and starting VAR yeah. every five, you're right, every five minutes for every yeah, corner that goes yeah. on. 
So I They're think it's one of them where we'll it's like... We'll earn that crease out at another tournament. If the, if the ref sees it, we'll go with him and we'll help him out. If he asks yeah. us to look at it, we'll do it. But we won't interrupt. Otherwise, it, it will turn it into a fact. But at the yeah. same time, I think the effect of VAR is starting to come into fruition uh, with a little example of it yesterday with Lukaku. When he took the touch past the keeper and went to go down, he kind of went down, but he starts waving as if to say, no, it's great. Because he knew, Jesus, this is going to be VAR, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble, yeah. Um, so I think that's where it's starting to come in. Now, Ronaldo had the balls to kind of look for VAR the other day, yeah. and it was the worst dive. It was so blatant. There was, it was clear as day, and he was pushing the ref, and I was like, I would have loved to see that happen. Neymar the other day. <sighs> so ne- Neymar. We'll, we'll come back to Neymar. Jesus, Neymar. <laughs> well, ne- Neymar went down. Yeah. And uh, Richard Sadlier, uh, he, was, he, he looked like he was being pulled down. Right. And he went backwards. Who was that against? Who was the last game they played <sighs> against? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. And they, they were looking to get a penalty over. Mm. I think they gave a penalty and then took the penalty away under, the, under the VAR. And while we, I looked at it and went, oh my God, I can't believe that he, he, he looked for that. Uh, Richard Sadlier and Liam Go on, Brady Go on. had a little discussion about it. He made okay. what would have been a game-changing error. He looked at the technology, and that cleared up for him that he'd made a mistake, and he was big enough to acknowledge I don't the mistake. Know what you, I don't know what you mean by saying it wasn't enough of a, of, of a physical touch. I'll say what I mean. Make, I'll explain clearly what uh, I mean uh, by uh, enough. I, I, this is contact. There. Is that, yeah. is that a penalty kick? Because at that level of contact, uh, the degree of it, contact it has to be a feature. It was a lot more than that, Richie. He grabbed hold of his shirt well, and then he let I mean. it go. That's what I mean. It's the degree it of contact. More, yeah. It was a lot more than that. Shut up, Liam. So, ba- basically what they're saying is, it, how much contact does it have to be? For well, see, that's the beauty of VAR. They can really look at it and go, listen, he's it, touched him. Did it yes. affect him? Because this is the one that he was annoying me. Like a lot of players, oh, there's contact, it's a penalty. Yeah. But look at the proper tackle, especially when you see it from 4 or 5. Yes, there's touch, but really, did should that have really brought him down? Yeah. Absolutely not. Because that's what I always think I remember in now, Shearer. Somebody put their arm across somebody and he's like, it's not enough. The week before, it was all about contact, therefore it's a penalty. Mm. I think it was the Liverpool game and the arm went across and all there was was an arm across and as soon as he felt it he was gone mm. and he's like there's not enough contact there's never a penalty blah 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 but that's what the VAR is for because there always is going to be contact in these tackles well it's common sense isn't it Correct. so that's what the VAR is for to look at the com- back at the common sense and as you say it. it wasn't enough touch to bring him down was it because no, I didn't say no, it yeah, no, no. but he, he, he put, his, put his hand across as if he was going to do something and then took his hand away yeah. and, and Neymar and that game was brilliant in the officiating because it got to the point where he was getting pissed off at Neymar because yeah. he was at him and at him yeah. and at him and it was very much like this is going to go against you now son well, we've talked about Neymar's attitude it stinks stinks and, yeah, and it, it could ruin like Brazil are good enough like we'll go to Argentina and all the other one man teams or potential one man teams uh, later on Brazil aren't and they shouldn't be but anyway the officiating I have to say the diving's so hard to go to, to, to knock out but I think they're really doing a decent job of letting a few things go yeah. a few decent tackles yeah. go yeah. trying to it's almost bringing back the tackle a little bit there's a few kind of tasty tackles not horrendous but just good honest and they're letting them go I've liked a lot of it. Like, I think it was the Mexico-Germany game. It was a bit testy in the first half. And the ref was superb. Let it go. And it was brilliant to watch. And, of course, they got a great win. So, I think it's a step in the right direction, regardless of ER, but just the officiating in general. It hasn't been too comical or too silly. No, I think we go from true VAR into the, the last night's game, Germany mm. and Sweden. <sighs> there was actually a penalty incident that didn't go to VAR. Mm. Did you see that? It was uh, the Swedish player went through got hacked down and didn't get it and there was no look back at VAR and so, the guy who nudged him not only could have put him in harm's way but his keeper because yeah, he went straight into right. it so 
why wasn't it looked at and that this is the question who 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 decides the yeah. VAR people look at it that's the only thing I don't know are the VAR lads allowed to kind of get I in his ear and say oh by the way I think it's a penalty I think they are can you so, come over to the screen and look at it were they looking at that and going ah Germany this is what I'm looking mm. at are Germany looking at are they looking at oh, Germany are 1-0 down that's 2-0 down now like are they, let that one are, go? are they doing the um, are they doing the do you know the fifth official the lads that are behind the goal are they doing that where I'm saying nothing yeah. if I'm asked I'll yeah, give you an opinion yeah. but I'm saying nothing well they bottled it and that could have been Germany out of the World yeah. Cup we're in 2-0 and uh, you know so uh, I think VAR has been brilliant it's a thumbs yeah. up so far yeah. but them decisions yeah, you've got to get them right yeah should they get a little bit more involved yeah. that's a different side and as I, it's probably as I said it's the first tournament it's still like are they going to slowly but surely as you as we kind of half talking about here get more involved a bit like the rugby every now and then you can see them kind of mm-hmm. listen mate don't go yet we, we, we notice something watching it and it's still the referee's decision but they'll kind of get in his ear and go listen stop for a second and we'll put yeah. it up for you but I've seen look. that happen Yeah, I've seen that happen in a couple of the games where the yeah. referee stopped will they and do went, it more okay, will they do it more now it'd be interesting yeah. to see yeah. because there w- there's a few incidents that they've let slide without a shadow quickly on Germany Germany oh. I mean, they, they were they, they were showed up yesterday. At least, at they, least you can say that they showed. I think up. they showed up in the first game, but they just don't. They, 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 Mex- well, not, they don't not have the first half. They don't Mexico, really brilliant. have that in up front, do they? Yeah, there's the big fuss about Timo Werner after Red Bull Leipzig, and it uh, didn't really happen. And sure, when you're still bringing on somebody like Mario Gomez, yes, they're lacking up front. Whatever, yeah, shall have a do. Yeah. Backline, I still think it's suspect. There's a lot of gaps in that. In but Boateng, United and all the big teams are after him. He's up yeah. for grabs and he's not doing himself uh, any favours and uh, rightly got sent off. Uh, look, they're a decent side. When it gets to the business end, you know they're going to show up. You know they're going to be clinical. You can't rule them out just yet. But it just goes to show that there isn't that big gap from the big boys and the rest. If you know what I mean, there yeah. isn't that huge no, gap. No, it's, it's um, a lot tighter now. If you're it? a little bit bold, if you're a little bit um, brave, you've got a chance. You know, you really have got a chance. So Germany, yeah, they've done themselves a lifeline. They were a half away from being knocked out. Um, it's back in their hands again. But it could get interesting if Germany win and Sweden win. All, all three will have six. Yep. Now, if they all win by the one goal, if Germany and, and uh, Sweden win by the one goal, they'll all be on plus one. So I think it goes to goals scored. Right. And I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I think Mexico will definitely be one of them, but it could be tough then for Germany. I believe Germany win 2-0 they're true to. Yeah, exactly. So, like, but if they all just win by the one goal, it could be on goal scored. So yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. stuff. Um, Portugal, obviously Ronaldo is, yeah. is doing did, the business. It was on during the work hours, but if you like, stats mean nothing. No. But Morocco's stats were better. Like yeah. they'd more shots, they'd more possession, they'd more. I was like, geez, what kind of a game was it? I don't know. I didn't see Portugal, it. You, Did Morocco give it a go, or was it? Yeah, William? no. Yeah. See, Port- Portugal's manager is the Greek manager from t- the, when they won the. Okay, that champion. explains everything. So what they do is they just sit and counter, sit and get and the counter. Goal. Yeah. So they they were always going to let them have. Even against Spain, mm. they let Spain mm. Spain have the ball and they countered brilliantly to get to three goals. And you know, it's probably so. clever to free up space for Ronaldo because if you're yeah. the dominating team, Ronaldo and we all know, and I'm not slagging him off, but say against Liverpool when they're trying to force the game, he was very quiet because he hadn't got the room to. Yeah. Because he's a finisher now at this stage, the way mm. his game is. He kind of drifts away as if he's not paying attention, but he's always watching the game. And all yeah. of a sudden, he's in that pocket where he should be and he buries it. So I suppose it is clever and it's thinking outside the box and it's making him more effective for Portugal. So other national managers should take note. So yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I think it's. Do they have a chance? They always have a chance if they have uh, a goal like him, scorer on your team yeah. and if you can keep things tight at the back. They, they're certainly true. They've enough players to be a, a decent side. Like when you look at, uh, is this our segue to get into Argentina? No, I hadn't thought of that yet. But no, well, were you going to go on? No, but, yes, I know where you're going. Go no, hold on, Iran. 
Iran are playing power <laughs> secure. Iran actually, right? Iran actually played well against Spain and they showed that they could play decent football. <laughs> I think they will cause particle problems. I still think parties will get through. But I, I would that manager? Carlos Queiroz. Now, Carlos Queiroz, right? <laughs> it's just this. Now, you need to turn up the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, levels yeah, yeah. on this because this is... Roy Keane discussed... Big Car- fan of him. Carlos Queiroz did a night and uh, this is what he had to say about them. When he came back, um, for some reason, towards the end of my time, I found him really disrespectful towards me, so we had a bit of a fallout. You know, he, he questioned my loyalty and... Um, I told him where to go. And one of my big regrets, really, I probably should have ripped his head off. But excellent coach, and he's doing an excellent job, has to be. <laughs> so straightforward. That's what you really feel, Roy. I should have ripped his head off, but an excellent coach. Listen, <laughs> do you mean. Fair enough, he says it out loud, but I'd say pretty much every <laughs> player would love to rip some manager's some head off. Manager's head so off. it's not completely shocking, but it's brilliant to yeah. actually hear somebody say it out loud. Uh, but yeah, typical. typical I think ride. that's it. We got slightly gone back to the punditry. That's why, again, ITV, they have a good mix of people there. Yeah. Who, who, like, right, he's a bit of the lighter side. And right, is the fan. Because I suppose you have to have somebody a bit like that to balance because yeah. Roy is not going to. He's very serious, but he gives you great sound bites. But I suppose have somebody there to be a bit of the, the yeah. lighter side of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I get all that. So yeah, they have a nice little balance. While and UTV, Seth Fabregas never worked. It was boring. Oh, he I'm glad he's finished. Terrible. God, he's has Dr- did he his he- head got bigger since he shaved it? <laughs> I don't know. His skull is massive. Because <laughs> I was watching him going. There's, so, it's, there's it's, what? It's like a cone head. It's that big almost. Um, he's okay but BBC's has been poor yeah not great at it's all it's very dry and yeah. dreary Zabaleta Zabaleta has a funny accent because you can see he's been in England long enough because sometimes he speaks ever so nice yeah and then he slips into his hey homie or whatever yeah. hey homie his, his he Spanish also, accent he, you can also see him struggling in his mind to get the words out yeah so he nearly goes to the phrases that he knows like on paper they sound kind of sexy and it's like, ooh foreign stars and whatever but unfortunately that's what happens yeah. then it's the language yeah. gap and you're kind of going are you really getting the truth and it is true like um, Shira Shira we all know who he is Janus mm. like they Ferdinand and Lampard and when they're together it can be decent because they're not that far from a from the yeah. left the game and they can really give you an insight to what it's like in the camps and the whole lot so that's probably their only saving grace but yeah ITV obviously have like put it this way most of our sound clips and sound bites and funny ones are literally from them simple Marvelous. as that okay listen we go for a break and we'll be back after that local programs local presenters local news tune to Lucky Sound 96.4 FM right okay so Brazil Neymar we, ju- we briefly He's ruining talked it. about uh, but what do you reckon about his hair? <laughs> um, Have you seen his hair? I seen uh, they look Eastern European, very shaved head, big butch guys uh, to the Champions League music, where one of the boys has a camera and he's scrolling down the boys, like yeah. the, like as in they started a game, and all big white butch shaven head looking lads, and they're going along to the and then at the very end, there's one of them basically with a bowl of spaghetti on his head bowl of spaghetti yeah <laughs> but that's exactly what they've called uh, noodle head Neymar <laughs> it does it's, it's, it's a mess isn't it and how did they get away with that listen kind of? it's attention it's putting them on the pages oh, that's, that's it, the yeah. problem listen Brazil are my other team I've always loved Brazil from way back and it's even probably from looking at the old videos that my dad would have had of the likes of your Pele's and the 70 team and the whole lot they've always been my second team they've always had great players to watch and he's ruining it for me in this tournament. Like, I still want Brazil to be there because yeah. there's enough of the money, but he's ruined it because Brazil are a way better than a one man team. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm, and that's a disservice to Portugal they have more than just Ronaldo but he's still the star it's the same with Messi right. and it. but they're, they're more than a one well, man in fairness Coutinho is running the show I'm glad you said it because a lot of obviously Manx won't, won't mention it but he's the one who's yeah. trying to pull the strings he, is, yeah. he was yeah. looking for the ball fishing for it trying to make it happen and he is he's coming to the fore and he's putting himself almost on a higher level than, Coutinho, yeah. than Neymar because he's playing the bloody game now back to Noodlehead yeah right can you remember any other Fascinating and fantastic. Oh, obviously, pineapple head, Jason Lee. No. Oh, you're going w- to. World Cup hairdos. Uh, Jason Lee is Well, obviously, Valderrama is the famous one. Well, we have Van- Valderrama there, yeah. We've got <laughs> a big, it's a big mush uh, there. The, Rome- as- the whole Romanian team when they bleached their hair. We have that one. Remember that one? Uh, yeah. Jeez, oh, I, can't even, I don't even know why that was. Maybe it, maybe it maybe it was around the time when you remember United they disappeared with the, the, the camouflage jersey they had. Maybe they yeah, said, right, yeah. if we have everyone wearing the same hair, we'll find each other. I hadn't got him in my head, but I sent to Terrible Rebo West. West. Yeah, but that's his little ponytail, his little pigtail, he thinks he, he was a mad joke. Okay, they had a good side, though. Yes, they did. They, they, were, side, they were a dream. Yeah. To, uh, Ronaldo, Christ. that is the, probably the worst. 2002 now, World not, Cup. This is not Cristiano. This is the, the real, original. The real Ronaldo. Uh, Shocking hair. I don't, I don't, how do you describe that hair? Um, it's like, no, and move on. He decided to shave his hair in order to distract from It was like a tuft injury. at the front. Anyway. And then Chrissy Waddle with the um, incredible with the mullet. Yeah, it's unbelievable. David Beckham. David Beckham. Mm, move on, move on, move on. Alexi, Alexi Lalas. Lalas. It's just he, long he, hair. He's like a, an American Billy Hanley. Yeah. Ginger. That's Billy exactly Conley. what yeah. it looks like. And uh, Kyle Beckham in with the dreadlocks. Midfield maestro. Yeah. Romania. Yeah, and that's a lot. <laughs> so, but yeah, some funny hairs and noodle yeah. head gets in there with Yeah, them. so to go back to Brazil, I'm still up for them, but it just, I wish he'd grow up and just fall into line with the rest of the team. Because if he did... I put them back as favourites again because I think there was enough pockets of how good they can be with their pace and how they move off the ball. It's just try not to always grab centre stage, mate. Try and just grab the goal that wins the game as a team. And if he does that, all of a sudden he could be going, well, I'm a World Cup winner. I can be in with the Ballon d'Or well, shout we, this we'd, year. We had a quick discussion there you know? again as we do talk to each other <laughs> off air. But we had a quick discussion about Ronaldo. And yeah, if he, he was to has, get his hands on he, it. He is slightly more of a team player as in he understands if he doesn't play as a team, his team yeah. aren't And you've seen it in the first game, there was one chance where it was like, previous tournaments he would have just gone for that. But he tried to feed in the new guy who, God love him, he was off the pace, um, Guedes or whatever. And he fed him in. Yeah. Well, I know for a fact, and Before, it's, not even, the, it's not even a slag off Messi, but Neymar certainly wouldn't have. And probably Messi wouldn't have either. Mm. Um, but I think that's the situation that yeah. Neymar is in now. Neymar is in a situation where he's trying to go on and win yeah. these things on their own. You've got a good striker who knows how to put the ball in the back of net as Jesus. And then you've got Coutinho, who, end of story, is a bloody good player now. Yeah. And he's gone up a notch even by watching how he's trying to command the game. Firmino hasn't done too bad when and he's Firmino's a solid player. Like they've plenty in the, in the tank. He doesn't need to try and do everything and no. in fairness he's taken on too many players he's trying to he's literally like Ronaldo the first year or two yeah. you know you remember some of the unnecessary tricks before the pass just keep the bloody pass mate yeah. and that's where he is at the moment if but he, he's, he's in the game a lot longer if he played if gone. he played the game and realised I'm taking two three players out with me just do that pass the ball off and let the others do the They've work got around ridiculously good players that yeah. could be taken advantage of use the brain eventually manager if, stand up and put him in his place eventually if he, if he, if he kept passing that ball off they're not going to have two three players around him that's when it's going to open up for him so. and just as I said speaking of which a man, manager stand up and put him in his place uh, basically San Paolo San Paoli Argentina's manager has been put in his place allegedly since allegedly, last night yeah now this is this is player power big yeah. because if he's going to be there they're talk, they're, basically they're saying yeah. is he has no 
communication they're taking with, the power away taking from the power away they're, the he's players. not making decisions yeah Messi and a few others apparently in conjunction with whoever the director is and they're moving on has this uh, do we know has this happened already or it's happening well apparently now? it was happening last night on Saturday evening that's why it's trickling out into the media outlets this morning now I'm not saying it's official or anything like that but it's just a, an alleged rumour that it started last night where they stood up and said we can't work with this anymore yeah. now I, 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 this is, it's very easy to point the finger at the manager because they have had three managers yeah. since their qualifying campaign yeah. so, and they fell into the, war, into the qualification yeah, yeah hugely hugely so yeah. it's, it's a, it's, it's, it can't be just the managers but then again what we talked about earlier yeah is it that they're trying to fit too many top-heavy players um, somebody into on the BBC, team? I think BBC did the game or whatever, and they were saying like it's it was yeah against Croatia. He said uh, there's five forwards and five in the back. Like I said, there's nothing in the middle, and Croatia's two talisman were Rakitic and Modric, mm. who had the keys to the city. They literally had all day, but the way they hassled and harried right to the death, just energy and effort alone put them over the line, you know and. You, you know, he needs right, a manager needs to be strong and go. I have a system that I think is going to work. I have a superstar in Messi. Here's what I want to do. But there's too many years. Not all years are going to get into the team and get over it, and you'll get your chance. They talked. To, they had a good talk. I can't remember which station I was listening to afterwards, but they were a- analysing it, and they were talking about the link between mm-hmm. the midfield and so the forward line is Mascherano, an agent Mascherano who's been playing centre half for like ten years. That's why he should be gone. That's why it's not happening. Where obviously Croatia don't actually have the greatest forward line. Like I mean, Mandukic is. But look at that. He, he works hard. The and Perisic, but Modric. They, they open up things. Well, it's unreal. Yeah, unbelievable. So they are in trouble, and I think they need to change a bit. Like Germany did last night. Germany got rid of Uzil, Hummels, and who was the other one? Kadira out of the team. He knew straight away, right? Put in That's not working. I need to change. Very lethargic. Yeah, yeah. So I think Argentina needs to do the same. But if the players, if this is true, put this, it this way: this is over. If this is over. Ireland played like that on Tuesday, we'd we'd be going bananas. Yeah, yeah. No, we, were we do go bananas. They were, they were poor. That was probably nothing. for me the, the worst performance I've seen in the World Cup game in a long time yeah. from a team because they were so and they, disjointed. And they have some stars. That's yeah. the sad fact. But yeah. when you're trying to fit in Dybala, Messi, Higuain, Aguero and the likes of Angel Di Maria they can't all play no. they can't all play no. so you stand up put in your two or three into whatever system it is and watch what happens you'll be a hell of a lot more effective but it looks like obviously San Paoli is trying to fit them all in and that's where some of these big boys are struggling at the minute is trying to I really don't want to play these but if I lose and he's not playing I'm in trouble yeah, yeah. and that's what happened with England for years certain players had to play you know anyway it is what it is so far would you stick your neck out at anybody after watching a few games I still think Spain have even though they didn't perform well in the last game they have plenty of possession mm. plenty of good players a goal scorer up front uh, I, I still think would you put Belgium in the, in the mix I would now yeah yeah. Definitely would they, now. like I know it's Panama and Tunisia it's irrelevant they still play quite well they still look quite fairly fair and even De Bruyne one of the guys mentioned on the TV that he's playing into the system yeah. he's playing with a bit more running around doing the teamwork as well as trying to be fancy and I kind of start watching it a bit and you're kind of going yeah they're buying into it they're, mm. they're playing the system and they happen to be great players and look what's happening yeah. you know now, there's no shock albeit who they've played so Correct. let's see how they get on England would be a good test England would be a good test I think that's Thursday I think or something I'm not sure what day and even in the, in the last uh, if they get through They've got the so. What's the last group? The last group is. Uh, oh, uh, I'll tell you now. Uh, Japan sent. Oh no, I think they're. Yes, 
Japan, Japan Senegal, Senegal, Poland, and Colombia. So they get the they get the winners or runners up of that group. So yeah. it's not actually a bad path. Yeah, either exactly. So, yeah, so they have to watch this. Plus, I haven't been sweet work so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we will be finished. We're back here on Thursday, uh, nine to ten p.m.